Today is May 24th, probably my favorite day in May, and this is Born on This Day podcast. I'm your co-host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Bill Antonio. Bill, happy Victoria Day. That's right. Happy Victoria Day to you. Let's go colonize. Yes, it is a federal Canadian public holiday celebrated on the last Monday preceding May 25th, so it could fall on May 24th, but it's in honor of Queen Victoria, whose birthday was May 24th, and she was uh, born on May 24th, 1819. At age 18, she became Queen of Great Britain, and she went on to rule for 63 years. At the time, she was the longest-serving monarch in Europe. Yeah, which is a record she held until very recently. That's right. By her, was it's her great-granddaughter, right? That's right, yeah. I Uh, believe so. Elizabeth II, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we Canadians often call the weekend that is around Victoria Day the May 2-4 weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's not celebrated in England, which I think is very funny. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, besides that fabulous queen, we have some birthdays of uh, more recent people to celebrate. You've seen him in tons of movies, but you might not know who he is. Actor Doug Jones's slim frame and impressive height of six foot three has made him the ideal candidate to portray some of Guillermo del Toro's most fantastic creatures in such films as Pan's Labyrinth and The Shape of Water. He was born in Indianapolis, Indiana on this day in 1960. He has portrayed Commander Saru in the science fiction series Star Trek Discovery, and he worked with my nephew on that show. Oh, nice. Hmm. Yeah. NFL player Timothy Brown, or Tim Brown as he's better known, turned to acting with great success, most notably in Robert Altman's films MASH and Nashville. He was born in Knightstown, Indiana on this day in 1937 and died in 2020 at the age of 82. I didn't realize he He just died. I know that's that's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, I love Mash, mm-hmm. yeah, but I've never seen Nashville. And he made two guest appearances in the '60s, '70s TV show Adam Twelve. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Wasn't Michael Douglas on that show? I don't know. I never watched hmm. it. Well, I do know something about our next celebrant, Patty Labelle, hmm. is born on this day, and she's an American singer, songwriter, actress, and businesswoman. Labelle began her career in the early '60s. And then later in the 70s, uh, she took her fame to stardom with a disco hit, Lady Marmalade. And she became the first African-American vocalist to land the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. I did not know that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And she's often identified as the godmother of soul. She also has a connection to the James Bond series, Marco. And you know what it is. She sang the song, uh, I don't know. License to Kill. No, isn't that... Wait, no, no. Oh, no. Isn't that Gladys Knight? Yes, she sings the song at the end of License to Kill. She sings, if you ask me to. Yeah. That's right. Okay, you you threw me off there because I'm like, no, that's Gladys Knight. You fooled me, Marco. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Ooh, terrible. And I call myself a fan. No, no. But you know what? Only only a huge fan would know the end credit song to a a James Bond film. (laughs) Uh, mm. we need to do a james bond podcast yeah we, okay. oh i'm up for it yeah all right here's my favorite on the list when people ask me who in the world would you be if you could be anyone i always pick me but if i had to pick someone else i pick our next birthday celebrant one of the most elegant actors to ever appear on a screen Kristen scott thomas or kst as i like to call her debuted in under the cherry moon with prince achieved prominence in four weddings and a funeral 
and earned an Oscar nomination for The English Patient. She was born in Cornwall on this day in 1960. She was also appointed Officer of the Order of the British Empire in 2003, and she's also a Dame of the Commander of the Order of the British Empire. Oh, and she just she just throws it around her like an elegant scarf. She just handles power so beautifully. So you should be calling her Dame Kristen Scott Thomas. DKST. Sounds like a burger chain. <laughs> it does. I saw her in person once. She really is like the height of elegance, that woman. She seems right. very regal. She seems very stoic and very sort of strong in the back is how I would describe yeah, it. She's describe absolutely. Her. She's class. She would have, she would have been one of those women who survived world war two, you know, stiff upper yes. lip and like uh, just taking the kids to the bomb shelter and telling them to stop whining. Yeah. All right. A ruddy-faced character actor who was stuck playing luckless losers until he won a new audience with his roles in comedies like Walk Hard and Step Brothers, John C. Riley also earned an Oscar nomination for Chicago in 2002 and was born on this day in 1965 in Chicago, Illinois. He worked with director Scorsese on two films, Gangs of New York and The Aviator. That's right. Who did he lose the Oscar to? Um, that was Chris Cooper in Adaptation. <clears throat> Amazing. I just can't stump yeah. you with that stuff, Bill. Uh, you can, but you so far I've been lucky. Uh, okay. With the more recent years, I'm I'm a lot foggier. All right. I like this he's next been, performer a lot. Oh, he's one of my favorites. He comes a close second to DKST. He's been in so many movies that there's no way you don't know him. But I wonder if you have a favorite Jim Broadbent performance. I'm partial to Topsy Turvy and his Oscar-winning turn in Iris. But perhaps there are some Bridget Jones's Diary and Moulin Rouge fans out there. He was born on this day in Lincolnshire, England in 1949. For me, it's Harry Potter and the Game mm. of Thrones and Game of Thrones, but uh I haven't seen Paddington Bear or Paddington, oh, but supposedly yeah. it's a wonderful film both 1 and 2. They are both wonderful, yes. My niece is a particular fan of them and uh, of all the things that she makes us watch over and over again, that's like the least painful. Yeah. Canadian comedian, actor, writer, director, musician, and cannabis rights activist Tommy Chong was born today. He is known for the marijuana-themed Cheech and Chong comedy albums and films with Cheech Moran, as well as playing the character of Leo on Fox's That 70s Show. I know his daughter, Precious Chong, and she's lovely and a talented actor in her own right. Yes, and she was in L.A. Confidential. She was? Mm-hmm, yep. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, I didn't realize that until I watched it again recently, but she was in it. She's uh, I've never met her, but I uh, you're not the first person to tell me you know her. And uh, I always hear lovely things. I know her ex, but I don't know her. All right. Also born in England, but to Italian parents, Alfred Molina has found success all over the world in films as diverse as Prick Up Your Ears, Frida and Boogie Nights. He was born in London on this day in 1953. Actually, Bill, his mom was Italian and his dad was Spanish. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Molina is a Spanish name. You're absolutely yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. It's all good. For years, it looked like famed cinematographer Roger Deakins was never going to win an Oscar. He finally won on his 14th nomination for Blade Runner 2049 in 2018. Two years later, he won a second Oscar for 1917. And today, the British-born artist celebrates his 71st birthday. He's often cited as one of the greatest and most influential cinematographers of all time, Bill. Well, that's by 20-year-olds. Um, he probably is, but like, you know, it, it, it's still too soon to tell. Okay. Um, but you loved you loved 1917, correct? I did. That was my favorite movie of 2019. There yeah. you go. 
It seems like he wins Oscars when there's a year in in, in the title. So maybe that's what he should stick to. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, Bill, you might not know her for her role in Dallas, but tell me how you know our next celebrant. Well, she first became famous because of her marriage to Elvis, but my generation will always love Priscilla Presley for her jaunty comedic turns in the Naked Gun movies. Born in Brooklyn, she celebrates 75 today. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday, Priscilla. Yeah, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Smaller roles in films like Silver Linings Playbook and Romeo and Juliet have been on his resume for years, but Dash Mihawk can now be considered a household name thanks to his turn as the troubled brother Bunchy on the series Ray Donovan. Born in New York City, he turns 46 today. You know, Bill, Mihawk studied dance, and he can be seen dancing opposite his then-girlfriend, Alanis Morissette, in her music video, So Pure. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. That makes sense. He first broke out as Meryl Streep's son in the intergenerational comedy Prime in 2005, and since then, Brian Greenberg has appeared on the shows The Mindy Project and The Tick. He was born in Omaha, Nebraska on this day in 1978. In 2007, Greenberg released his debut album, Waiting for Now, which I've never heard of. Yeah, neither have I. And, <laughs> wow. Okay. His 130 IMDb credits go back to 1991 and include the films Happy Gilmore and Drop Dead Gorgeous. Most recently, Ladner, British Columbia-born Will Sasso was on the hit sitcom Mom, and he celebrates his 45th birthday today. Bill, he's also a former podcaster, and his podcast, mm-hmm. The 10-Minute or 10-Minute Podcast. Oh, interesting. He's a friend of a friend, so uh, I imagine a lot of Toronto actors know him. Well, going back to our James Bond obsession, Marco, born in Paris and raised in Morocco to an Irish mother and English father, Michael Lonsdale's career has been spent in both French and English films, most notably The Jackal, The Remains of the Day, and as a Bond villain in Moonraker. Today, he celebrates his 89th birthday. How would you rate him as a Bond villain, Bill? Pretty low. That's the worst James Bond movie, and I don't know that um, he distinguishes himself much. It's a pretty poorly written role, and he only can do so much with it. I agree with you. The only performance I like in that film is Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you were like eight when that came out, probably. I know. why you think that, yeah. But he's got that sweet scene with the with the girl with the braces. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That, that movie yeah. makes me want to punch my TV. Although it does have one of my favorite Bond girls. I absolutely love Dr. Holly Goodhead, played by Lois Childs. Oh, well, there you go. Greg Berlanti first conquered show business with his hit series Dawson's Creek, then went on to make the films The Broken Hearts Club and Love, Simon, and is the man behind the show's brothers and sisters, The Flash and Supergirl. Born in Rye, New York, he celebrates 48 today. Oh, happy birthday to him. Our next celebrant has a Nobel Prize in literature. Yes, that's right. It's so hard to come up with one way to describe Bob Dylan. So much so that Todd Haynes cast six different actors to play him in the film I'm Not There. The internationally revered musician was born Robert Zimmerman in Duluth, Minnesota on this day in 1941. He's one of the, uh, could be considered one of the best songwriters ever to have written music. that, That tracks. Yeah. And uh, looked good in hats in his day, too. You know, <laughs> not for not sure. easy for men to pull off. Yeah. Nell Campbell is better known as Little Nell and is treasured for her performance as Columbia in the cult classic film The Rocky Horror Picture Show. She was born in Sydney, Australia on this day in 1953. And she signed a recording contract with A&M Records. Her debut mm-hmm. single was Stilettos and Lipstick. How'd that go? No idea, but okay. it sounds like a cool title. I should check yeah. it out. Yeah, it sounds like her era is what it sounds like. It sounds mm-hmm, very for sure. Ironic, yeah. 
Lily Palmer had a very understated presence on film with big eyes and a soft demeanor that made her a pleasure to watch in movies like The Four Poster and Operation Crossbow. She was born on this day in Polzin, Prussia, which is actually now Poland, and died in 1986 at the age of 71. Bill, I implore you to check out the poster for the Spanish horror film that she was in called The House That Screamed. Oh, it's got okay. this like tremendous BSDM vibe to it, but it's one of those okay. cool posters from the 60s that you're like, oh, I don't know what this film is about, but the poster is so awesome. By the way, in English, we spell it BDSM, just so you know. Uh, that's what yeah. I meant to say. All right, there you go. Yeah. Sounds like someone can't a... remember his safe word. Okay. <laughs> Not a good scene. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Eric Cantona was so successful as a soccer player, or football as we call it in Europe, that Ken Loach even made a film about his biggest fan called Looking for Eric. Born in Marseille, he spends most of his time acting now, and was born on this day in 1966. In 2004, he was named by Pelé in the FIFA 100 list of the world's greatest living players. Yeah, he's also in a movie that I saw that was entirely about how big his penis was, and despite the fact that that's sounding like it's really up my alley, it really wasn't. Anyway, <clears throat> that's the premise of the film. From what I recall, a lot of it was spent on being fascinated with. And yeah, there's listen, he's from Marseille. That it, That's like being from Boston. You know what I mean? It's a type. OK. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, my Zetterling left her native Sweden to try her hand at Hollywood, but didn't stay going back home to have an impressive career as both actor and director. These days, we probably know her best as the grandmother in Nicholas Rogue's film adaptation of Roald Dahl's The Witches. She was born in 1925 in Vasteras and died in 1994 in London at the age of 68. Vasteras is one of the oldest cities in Northern Europe, Bill. Oh, interesting. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, Hmm. I'm just following your lead with the pronunciation. I had nothing on her, so I looked up the city she's from. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Chabon's novel Wonder Boys was turned into the best film of 2000, and he's followed it with more bestsellers and a few screenplays, including Spider-Man 2, John Carter, and the show's Unbelievable, and the upcoming Star Trek Picard. Born in Washington, D.C., he celebrates 57 today. He's an outspoken critic of Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, well, get in line. (laughs) A master of international cinema, Jia Zhangke, has been blowing audiences' minds with his panoramic visions of China's cultural legacy in such masterpieces as The World, A Touch of Sin, and Ash is the Purest White. Born in Fenyang, he celebrates 50 today. Wow, happy birthday. Bill, before mm-hmm. we go, yeah, we mentioned that it was Queen Victoria's birthday. That's who, right. Who was your favorite actor who portrayed Queen Victoria on film? There are many, many, many to choose from in big and small parts. And, you know, I'd love to go with Kathy Bates in the Jackie Chan version of Around the World in 80 Days. But it is hands down for sure, without a doubt, Judy Dench in Mrs. Brown, even more so than the second time she played her in Victoria and Albert. Yes, I agree with you. I thought she was great in both performances, but Mrs. Brown, she nailed it. Yeah, it's great. Did she, did she, was she nominated for an Oscar in that? That was her first Oscar nomination, actually. Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. And so was her co-star who played Mr. Brown. Uh, I can't think of his name, the comedian. Uh... Billy Connolly. He was not nominated yes. for an Oscar. No. He wasn't. Okay. No. No. Well, he should have been, Bill. That's all I'm going to say. About <laughs> okay. That. I'll let him know. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday if you're, you're celebrating today on May 24th. Absolutely. Happy birthday to all of you. And tune in tomorrow for more Born on This Day. Bye.